we back with the season wrap up of uh, Tally Up the Points uh, podcast for, 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 uh, presented to you by Sip the Tally Podcast. I got uh, my coaches here with me. Coach Colson will be here in a second. We also got Coach Yeomans. What's going on? Sip the Tally, Tally Up the Points. Coach Yeomans is in the house. Coach McCray. Tally Up the Points. What's up, Coach McCray? And we're here again at uh, Puma for the little noise you hear in the background. Ignore that. We are the main attraction here tonight. Uh, Coach Coach will be here in a sec. Uh, last we came to you was the Godbit Lincoln Hate Week. And uh, we ended up losing that game by 10 or so points. And Godbit, hats off to you guys for the victory. And uh, as far as the breakdown of what happened, I'm going to go to my, to my right to Coach Yeomans because he, he got the photographic memory. And uh, we'll let him talk about the game. Uh, yeah, uh, Gabby Lincoln, uh, November 2nd. It was a great game. Two, two Tallahassee state powers, but in the same city, uh, got a chance to battle it out. Um, great game. The final score, got be 34, Lincoln 24. Um, this, this, this is a great game between two well-coached teams, and we fought it out to the end. And uh, like I said, like you said, Lincoln came out on the short end of the stick, but uh, this is a great game full of pageantry and uh, uh, just a rivalry that is kind of unmatched uh, anywhere. State that I know of. Um, great game, two good teams. Uh, back and forth in the beginning, probably the best start of a, a game you could hope for. Uh, both offenses uh, getting some stuff, both defenses standing up and stopping some things. And uh, it was just a good game. And then Gabby kind of flexed their muscles there towards the end and came out on top. Great, what you got about it? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I just feel like it was it was what everybody wanted to see as far as a rivalry game here in Tallahassee. I, I feel like both teams really put on a show. Um, you know, before the game, you know, we felt like we had a great game plan going into the game, uh, but we knew it was going to be hard fought. But you know, we, we were really determined to uh, kind of avenge what happened the year before. But then, probably about fifth period on Friday. Uh, one of the kids pointed out that, you know, our senior class hadn't beaten Lincoln since they've been in high school, uh, which really, you know, kind of put butterflies in my stomach. And I was like, well, I felt sure about it before now, but now, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a little nervous. But, uh, you know, it ended up being a good game, and we were able to uh, come out with the victory, but it was hard fault. There was some plays here and there that could have went either way. Uh, my, my take from the game, as we talked about it earlier off camera, I mean off air, was uh, there was a should have been a touchdown kick that turned into an interception. And that for me, that kind of turned the, the momentum of the game. We would have went up by about three it was, four it was 14 to nine. It was 14 to nine and a half. And that was our first drive coming out in the third quarter. Actually, we stopped them first. We stopped them first. And then our first offensive drive. Yeah. And we would have took the lead by one or two points. And maybe that changed the game. Maybe it don't. But uh, a touchdown pass went to interception. And it kind of went, I can say downhill because it still was in a fight. But you know, their depth, so to speak, kind of you know, endured. That, that they, they won the war of attrition, so to speak. And kind of uh, extended their lead toward the end. And we got one of those... Uh, late game touchdowns to make it respectable. But it was still a hard-fought game. The score don't really indicate how hard those kids played on both sides. And, and I knew they had extra motivation because my, my neighborhood was full of you didn't catch that ball last year. I, I, live, I live in that district, in y'all district. So my neighborhood was full of uh, y'all ain't catch that ball and, and 
all that stuff, but it, it was fun. It was, it was a good game. I root for you guys any time but that time, so it was all fun. The games and some of the stuff that happened earlier in that week, I thought was petty and childish, but you no, know, that wasn't us. It was fans. And I, I appreciate the way you guys handled the way we handled it. You know, two stand-up staffs and dip that, that that silliness in the bud, and we not had a good game. And, uh, Filibustering a little bit because the AC is taking his time to get there. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I tell you, and, and that's the big thing. A lot of the fans, a lot of the people that are involved with the day to day for both programs, you know, they they get all worked up, and you got people talking about bidding on the games and all that kind of stuff. The, the thing about it, I know for me, because I, I hear a lot of trash talk, even when I come to Lincoln Games, I have people be like, oh, what you doing here and all this stuff. I'm like, man, I've I been around Lincoln since 98. I played there, won some rings and stuff like that. And the big thing is, like you were saying, you know, when Lincoln and Gavin not playing, I'm looking at Lincoln's score. I'm trying to figure out what happened in the Lincoln game. And to be honest, I'm, I'm the happiest football fan in Tallahassee because I, I, I coach for an undefeated team. Uh, my, my alma mater is kicking people's tail and district champs and in the playoffs and all of that. So, you know, I, I got the best of both worlds. That's how I feel. Man. Hey, see, you're still talking about the uh, Gabby Lincoln game. Yeah, I want to go back on what I said earlier about uh, Yeah, I guess when I catch that real right, I was going to come to like you said. Think, you know, was it mental? And as the game went on, you know, these kids know each other and all of that. And, you know, that's what makes it interesting because those aspects of the game. That's, um, a, that's a big thing. They all know each yeah, other. Yeah. They all play like red ball and seven on seven, seven, together, on seven together. And they all like get together on their own time and, and do things. So it was extremely heavy, hard and heavy uh, competition. But they won, um, I think, finished the season with 10 and 0. Yeah. Went in it as a number two seed, and you guys played um, Point of Vigil first round, right? Point of Vigil. Talk about that uh, real quick. Um, that game, uh, I kind of respect that team because of um, they made a run to the state, uh, played for the state championship a couple years ago. And um, I thought last year they played us pretty well. Well-coached team. Uh, knew they had some athletes. Um, they switched in quarterbacks. They had a... Uh, two-headed monster at quarterback, so uh, I knew they were going to try to do things that would be well because they won't beat themselves, so we had to come out and play a good game, uh, especially for a first-round playoff game. We were kind of familiar with them, and likewise, they were familiar with us, so you know, they, they, they skied up some things on us, and our kids sold down, and we got the, the W. Did y'all play them last year or two years ago? Last year. Last year. Last year. Okay. Okay. But it was down there, right? No, no, it was here. It was at Child's. Oh, that's what I did. Any thoughts on the point of view? Uh, just real quick, this point of view is going, like he said, they're going to be a team that does what they do uh, well. They're going to be disciplined. The big thing people don't realize about schools like point of view is they're full of Division One uh, lacrosse players. Uh, they got a lot of kids that go inside big scholarships playing lacrosse. So they play hard. They're tough kids. Uh, you know, and, and they, you know, they, they did what they do, but we were uh, fortunate enough to come out with a victory. It wasn't as comfortable as we wanted it to be, but, uh, you know, we came out with a victory and the kids played hard. Uh, and I think with lacrosse players, that's, that's toughness right there off the bat. Oh, yeah. All them guys are tough. Yeah. You go out there and play that sport, especially yeah. in, in that time of year. Yeah. They don't uh, get tired. Right. <laughs> uh, so, after the guy below, we played, uh, we were the number three seed. Three seed. And we play um, Oakley. Oakley first round. Your, your thoughts on Oakley first? Um, going into the game, we knew Oakley. They had uh, one of the, if not 
the, but one of the top backs in the state of Florida. He came into the game with, I think, 1,800 rushing yards and 22, 24 touchdowns. So we knew uh, that was going to be a, a task uh, containing him. I know nobody really stopped him. They played a they played a very tough schedule throughout the year. Played Reigns and, and uh, Jacksonville, Lee, and Gainesville, View Hopes, and all those teams uh, in that area. Um, but in that game, we were able to. I think we kept him right at a hundred. And what we did is we limited his, his big plays. He, he had some, some consistent runs of five, six yards, but uh, we limited him breaking the long, the home run ball. And um, going into uh, the end of regulation, it might have been 21 all. Yeah, 21 all. 21 all, and then we did, what, three overtimes? Three, yep. Three, three overtimes, and we ended up winning that game. 38, 35. Something like that. I know first their QB wasn't as uh, accurate on his RPO. They were a lot of RPOs. Yeah. A lot of RPOs. And, and I don't know if, now I don't want to put it all on their QB, but I think our DBs had some fairly decent coverage, and they didn't hit a lot of their RPOs. So it was really, that guy running the ball, and they hit a pass every now and then. But they wasn't, they wasn't balanced like they wanted to be. Defense, you know, took advantage of it, and we was able to stick around and score some points and muster some points. And, and over time, I think our real offense showed up. Three possessions, two touchdowns on the field. Uh, we had a, a rollout, but the ball intended to go to the to the front pylon, and they overplayed it. Chris ended up running backside, and nobody was over. We had, um, we had a field goal, and the second touchdown was was the Chris scored Chris scored both touchdowns, didn't he? Yeah. Did he run both of them in or did he throw? I thought he threw one dude. But anyway, uh, we, we won that game yeah. triple overtime. Uh, saved him over the top. Saved him right. over the top. Saved him over the top. Um, won that game, what, 30, like you said, 30, 38, 38 to something. That was one by four. One by four. And moving on to the second one. So, and first, first week, we played on a Thursday. Because you guys, I think you guys got the peak. Y'all played Friday. So coming around the second week, it's reversed. So you guys played on a Thursday against um, Bowles. Bowles. And then we played Friday against um, Orlando Edgewater. Orlando Edgewater. Uh, not we go first since we kind of own us. We don't want to talk about Edgewater. Edgewater, uh, again, uh, similar to Oakley, we moved on into the game that they had a very uh, – Oh, back to Oakley real quick. That running back was really, really, really good. He's a Virginia Tech commitment. So he'll be playing for the Hokies uh, coming up next season. But uh, fast forward to the next week uh, against Edgewater. Uh, very athletic quarterback. He's kind of built like a running back. And we knew we had to contain him and, and, and keep him from doing things on the ground. Um, not the most accurate quarterback through the air, but... Uh, a great athlete. He was committed to Virginia. And um, the game started off kind of how you want it to start off. Our offense drove right down the field. We scored on the first drive. Defense, we got a three and out. They punted us the ball. Uh, we scored on our second drive. Uh, we go up 14-0 at the end of the first quarter. Uh, 
second quarter, a little back and forth, but we were able to thwart uh, some of their drives and we blocked the field goal. And uh, just everything seemed to be going our way. And uh, going to the half, 14-0, we're on top. And, and I blame myself because I was thinking it in my head, but I didn't voice it out to the team or to the coaches because we had scouted in the week before and it was kind of the opposite. They jumped out on the, they jumped out on Gainesville Buholt and it was 41 to 7 at halftime and I said watch Buholtz they're not used to losing. They've lost one game all year. They're not used to their coaches are cussing them out. They're getting them right. And Buholtz returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Uh, when they kicked the ball off to Edgewater, they fumbled, picked it up, scored, and then they got the ball. They had a three and out. They got the ball, the ball right back and scored. They scored 21 points in, in 53 seconds on the clock. And so in saying that, I was like, this Edgewater team is not used to using. They're going to come out. They're going to be fired up. They're going they're telling them, you know, Lincoln has given us our best shot. Now we just got to settle down and do our game plan. And I fought myself for not delivering that message and letting us know that we had to continue to play. Because I felt in the locker room it was kind of a relaxed, kind of, we got this feeling. And it kind of made me uneasy. But second half, um, they got the ball first. Uh, that quarterback finally breaks on a long run, 14-7. We, uh, our quarterback, I think, fumbles the ball, and they recover for a touchdown, 14-14, and just, just like that. Now it's a 0-0 ball game, and we didn't battle, we didn't fight adversity well all season, and it kind of just came back to, or it reared its head again, and uh, we ended up losing that game 35-14. to They scored 35 unanswered points, and uh, that was the end of our season, but hard-fought season, we finished well. Eight and four, uh, second round of playoffs again. Uh, Hate it for that senior class. A couple of good guys in that class, but a building block for the for the younger guys coming up into their senior year. And um, and once we really got a chance to play, we've got to use that as momentum going into the next season. My take on Edgewater was uh, we they had a defensive end on film. We looked okay, didn't jump out too, but in the game. He jumped the fuck out. I, I had to say it like that. Because that, that's what he did. He jumped out. And um, he handled his business. He just wrote some things he wanted to do. And he was, he took over the game, so to speak. And he, you know, he went to him. He, he, he doing what he needs to do. He went away from him, chasing him down. He, he took over the game and caused problems in the second half. And the, the, like Coach mentioned uh, a moment ago, that second touchdown they got, so when Chris was getting ready to throw the ball and he dropped it, I don't think I've seen Chris do that all year. It's just, it's just one of those things where sometimes he doesn't be lucky and good. And, you know, the ball just didn't bounce our way in certain situations. Last year it bounced our way against you guys with the Hail Mary and some other things. Well, this year against you guys we kicked with the, with the touchdown should have been that interception. And again, the next week, well, two weeks later with that, that phone. But like I said, we, we hit adversity when it was 14-14. We ain't shake back. Uh, and when we had a chance to shake back, Chris ended up getting hurt. And then, you know, just things kind of went down here from there. And it, even though the score was 35-14, it wasn't a 35-14 game. It just kind of got out of the hand once 
quarterback situation kind of, got kind of cloudy. We lost that game, and you know, I'm really proud of that sophomore class. They did some good things. Be nice to you. Hadn't done it since I've been here. Uh, every year they got to the second round of playoffs. Uh, I mean, I know it ain't the goal, but that's better than going home that first week and not making it all. And then also, you know, we developed, I think, some high-character guys in that class. So uh, my hat's off to that group of seniors and juniors and sophomores out there, maybe the freshmen that come in, time to get to work. You don't play another sport. That weight room needs to be your friend, big time. But as uh, it on the Coach Colson and Coach McCray, they um, play bowls. Uh, they played on a Thursday. Uh, I will talk about that for a second. Uh, that real bowls is, you know, one of the top programs in the state of Florida, not in the country. Uh, and they, they play with a championship mentality. You know, I, I'm, I'm still upset about the game because I honestly felt like we had a team to make it to state and not win state this year. Um, but, you know, it was one of those situations where we got to go back to the drawing table now and we just got to get better at the intangibles. Uh, we got to develop uh, more discipline with, within what we do um, and, and through our off-season workouts and, and just work on putting them in situations where they got to you know, they got to battle through key moments and, and not try to do too much. That, that's a big thing. And really, with, just to sum up the game, um, Bowles did exactly what we thought they were going to do. We thought they were going to play with a championship mindset. Um, got we did, championship, right? Yeah, they got, I think, a 16 or something like that. Um, but, you know, we knew they were going to play with a championship mindset. We didn't hold up our end of the bargain and execute what we wanted to do. We didn't play a bad game. We just didn't do what we thought we should have done. And, and they did what they wanted to do. Next, real quick. You, um, well, you always talk about us versus us. In this case, did, did, did you feel like y'all beat yourselves, in, so to speak? Yeah, and, and I, I hate to say that to take it away from Bowles because uh -huh. they were them. They were who they were. You know, they didn't do anything different than what they wanted to do or what they try to do every week. They, they really wasn't much trick, trickeration or anything like that. You know, it really was a situation where we just kind of didn't execute where during the season we executed some things at a high level that night for whatever reason. Uh, it probably had nothing to do with being one of the coldest nights of the year. Uh, we just didn't uh, execute the way we had been doing throughout the season, and it was just a bad time for us to do that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with uh, Coach McCray. Uh, I felt I felt bad for this team. Uh, I felt like we should have won the game, but not taking credit away from Bowles or anything. But uh, I think if we execute like you say better, I think it was a stretch in the third quarter where defensively, I don't think we gave our offense a chance. Uh, I think we can look back on it, and we only had four plays, four offensive plays in the third quarter. Wow. So um, I think we, we went in. And I think we had to lead when we went in the halftime. Right? I think we had to lead, and we just, you know, that third quarter was the difference in that game, I believe. And I, they they stayed around, they stayed around, and they ended up getting the lead, and we just, we just, we just weren't us. I guess the, the whole year. We, play that kind of sums up, I think. We, we caused a fumble on defense, and we fell on it. I felt like we could have scooped the score. Uh, obviously, they didn't do too much. Uh, they had a turnover, and Bowles actually scooped the score down. Uh, and I felt like that was a turning point in the game right there uh, in that third quarter. Uh, but, uh, 
you know, we got down, we made some mistakes, we kind of didn't help ourselves out, and Bowles didn't beat themselves. So they did, they did what they were supposed to do, and we just we came up short. And, you know, the one time we did uh, that season, we, you know, our season was over. So it was tough, feels like, but now we got to look on to the offseason and, you know, make sure we – we, we, we win those we win those battles in the offseason. Right? In the weight room and on the track. Yeah. I feel you on that. Uh, what I'm going to do real quick is just kind of go around and say what we have coming back. Uh, uh, supposedly coming back. We have uh, uh, obviously a beard, Scarico, Sage will be back. Um, we have a couple of linemen that will be back. Deontay uh, and, and uh, Big Moss got, got in some a lot uh, before the end of the season. We got, I think we lose all our backs, but we have, we have JP coming back. But we are, we'll basically have a new backfield as for running back. And our defense is what we got coming back. Um, we lost, we lost, uh, we'll lose Jalen Henry, Charles Blake, Jordan Jones, Brandon Parker. Um, so pretty much the front four. Uh, but we got some decent depth coming back uh, in the inside position. Uh, Jeremiah Matthews. Um, a couple other people <laughs> slipping my mind right now. Um, linebacker will have Ryan Fortson returning for us. Uh, Jeremiah Brown, um, some young freshman Omarion LaRoche, supposed to be pretty good coming back. Uh, and then secondary will probably be our strength. Uh, we return most of our secondary: Marcus Knight, uh, Jaden Glaze, uh, Daniel Newman, Byron. Uh, Knight, Byron Jackson, excuse me. Um, so we got a we got a solid group of uh, DBs coming back that'll probably be the strength of our defensive unit. Um, but just gotta work hard right now in the weight room and the offseason, get stronger, get bigger, get faster, and just uh, keep chopping wood. Okay. Y'all side. Well, we, we got three linemen coming back up for him. I'm excited about, especially our son, uh, T.J. Lee. Think he's going to be a good one. He's only a sophomore. Uh, he's about 6'2", six, 6'3", six, about 305, something around in there. So he's going to be a good one for me. Uh, both of my guards are coming back. Uh, and then we got a plethora of skill players coming back. Uh, Alvin Jones, uh, I talked about him earlier in the season. He's going to be in the NFL one day. I don't know what he's going to do when the high school. He probably going to go straight to the pros after high school. I'll make y'all come out and watch him. Uh, and then our quarterback, uh, Trey Fish, I call him a little cousin. That's my eighth cousin down the line. Uh, Trey's coming back. Uh, so I feel good about it. We got all our DBs coming back. I know Coach going to talk about that. Our front seven gonna take a hit. We got two Division One linebackers, three Division One uh, defensive linemen. Uh, Quinn Buda Jones gonna be leading, and Colin Lane, who's all-time sack leader in Gabby, uh, he's gonna be heading out going to college. So uh, we, we gotta replace some stuff up front on defense, but everywhere else, man, we really feel like this could be something great coming up this year. And Coach took all your, your shine, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about this TV and we're working with all of them. We're working coming back. We got uh, Cooper coming back. Uh, we do lose uh, a few uh, uh, interception leaders. Uh, he's not coming back, but uh, 
I think we got some young linebackers. Mar uh, uh, Alexander, I think he's going to be a good one. Uh, he got a lot of playing time, and, and, and it wasn't just mop-up time. He got, he got some, some meaningful snaps, and I think that's going to help him out on this offseason. I think he, he he has a shot to be a leader for us. Uh, we got, uh, what's up, D-Riley? Bush. Bush is coming back. He's a young guy, pretty, pretty big uh, D-tackle. Uh, he's about... About two nine, six, five, six, one, six, two, two, nine. So he's coming back on that D line. We got Puck, uh, some young guys that got some playing time. Uh, later on in the season, uh, so we got some pieces coming back on defense. Uh, but we are losing a lot on defense. So let's not forget that uh, we had two fairly good JV games too. Yeah, yeah. So you got, yeah, I think did we split? We split JV and, and them games were pretty darn exciting. So it's players on both sides. For both teams on, on that game too, so we got a lot of factoring into our season nature also. Yeah, most definitely. But um, to, to get off the high school situation because it's kind of somber for me because I feel like we still should be playing. Yeah. So you guys feel the same way, well, especially when I saw Edgewater win again this week. I, I was in San Antonio for the break and I was sick when I saw that. Like we should still be playing. They win. They kill. Yeah, they they, they right. Forty-one to seven. Oh, I think it's three teams that we beat this year That's that are in the semifinal, about to go to state. So I'm extra sick of that. Mandarin. Somebody else Miami, Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah, right. We were going to beat them. Yeah. There's a set of record state. If anybody from Miami listened to it, if they wouldn't, if the Lightning would have stayed away, we was putting the dig off in their butt. So, they want them to know that down there. If they want to reschedule that game, I think they play ready. I think this kind of lined up for them uh, because Central ended up beating Carroll City, which uh-huh. was the odds on favorite to win it all. And then up Central and Northwestern and Northwestern scored like 45 seconds left in the game. I saw the highlights the other day. It was a pretty good game. But I think lined up for them because it wasn't even supposed to be like that. But let's, let's, let's jump into our college team. Uh, I'll save you for last because you obviously have the best team in Florida right now. Even though that like beat my tongue to say that. And since you have the worst team in Florida, you go first. <laughs> uh, Florida State University, uh, we just finished our season. Uh, we find a record of five and seven with a sombering loss to our rivals, uh, the University of Florida Gators, uh, 41 to 14 on Saturday. I was able to attend that game. Um, as a as a as a Seminole supporter, uh, it was just kind of a, a somber, bad feeling how how it went. Um, just seeing uh, being at the first game and then seeing the last game, and and I'm a I'm a Coach Taggart supporter, and I and I hope he he is successful moving forward. But just the product that was on the field this season, uh, this was not up to the standard that you would hope that he has set for himself, I'm sure. Um, this move forward. I, I'm not really into the, the bowl streak and you know, winning season. You wanna do you wanna do good, you wanna go to a bowl, but at the end of the day, uh, as a coach, you wanna make sure you're improving every week. Getting better at something every week. You never want you don't wanna stay the same, you definitely want, don't wanna get worse. And I felt like Florida State was just kinda stagnant this year, stayed the same. Uh, there was some I wouldn't even say peaks. There was some speed bumps. <laughs> well, they, you know, there was some upticks. But at the end of the day, it wasn't what uh, the expectations were not met for sure. And uh, 
But back to the drawing board, uh, I met Coach Taggart. I've, t- I've talked with him, and he's a guy who is uh, he is very self-aware, and he, he doesn't want to fail himself. So I think he's going to do whatever he needs to do to get things turned around, around and go in the right direction at Florida State and uh, hopefully they get it going. Uh, but hats off to uh, the University of Florida. That was a great game. Dan Mullen did a great job with those guys uh, at Florida this year, and they came in and whipped our butts real good. My take on Miami will be short and sweet, so um, not to hold your time and let Coach McCray get into it. We finished. We are. We're not finished. We're seven and five. Is that right? Seven and five. Um, I think Nicosi is should have been the starter the entire year, and I think we'd be at least nine and three had he been the starter the whole year. But now he's there, and I don't know what's going on with the program as far as the rumbling of people leaving. But and I, I don't think Rick should be fired, but Rick needs to change. I, I said this before Rick even got the job. We need a spread guy in South Florida, and you can keep some of those guys there. I mean, every, almost every high school in that area that's good runs some version of the spread, and we're trying to run the power. I mean, like me and Coach McCray said earlier in the year, it's, I don't know if we're just not teaching linemen proper ways to do things, but there are, they aren't very many power linemen in the state of Florida. So run the spray so they don't have to block as long. Ball can get out. You got more athletes than anybody in the country. And you're in a hotbed. That concentrated area of Broward, Dade, and whatever the other little county is down there, Palm Beach, ain't no other concentration of football tougher than that. Get you a spread guy. Get your spread OC. Run the spread. And keep man, and try to keep man. Keep where it try. But 75, I'll take whatever bowl we go to. If it's locally, I'll go. But I'm not happy with it, especially that being 10 and two last year, and then the losing streak to, well, a four-game losing streak, they only beat, what, three or four division one schools this year, that, that's, that's not the standard that Miami is, is used to, and if he don't change, or if he has another year like this, I'm sure he will be fired, but I know he's going to be made to change some things, and, and I don't know if he got the fire coaches or whatnot, but he just not needs to not be stubborn, and maybe he just give up that play call sheet. Maybe the offense he has worked, but just give up that sheet, but the stuff that he's doing... I mean, it worked these last two games, but we out-athleted those people, even with people being hurt. We still out-athleted uh, Pittsburgh, and so we shouldn't have lost them last year, and uh, Virginia Tech. And that, that's my take on Miami. Disappointing season, but I'll take the ball. Well, you know, I, I, I'll say that, um, you know, I like Coach Rick personally. Just have met him a few times, and then he coached uh, my brother in college, so been around him uh, quite a bit. Um, he's a great man, uh, but I will say we, we, we need a new offensive coordinator. Uh, we need to let, give up the play calling. Uh, I, I think Rick is one of those future. He's a better CEO. These are his bowling years right now. He needs to oversee the program. He's done a great job at, at what he's been doing behind the scenes with the program. It's just on the field. The kids down there and the fans of this program, we want for You know, we, we more from our team because we know what what we sit in a hotbed of talent and you know we, we should just we shouldn't go on the four game losing streak in the ACC it just shouldn't happen with what we recruit and what's on our roster and I'm sure you know Florida State fans I know Florida fans the same way in years past you know that shouldn't happen to a team in Florida four game losing streak I don't think now, I think Coach is a good coach so hopefully we can get things right there's stuff about people leaving the program 
think basically the kids nowadays are so so self-centered and you know it's, it's another kid coming this is the thing you gotta realize like the kid Jeff Thomas and them kids gotta realize that it's gonna be another Jeff Thomas it's gonna be somebody else we, we got one in Gavin I hope Miami coaches listening and we got somebody in Gavin that's just as fast that's stronger that wants the ball and he love to come down there and put on orange and green so you know kids thinking oh I'm gonna leave cause I'm gonna have it by this man you got to committed to something at some point and, and, and fight through and keep working. I don't know the full situation, but you just hate to see a kid leaving during the season. You know, I understand. Yeah, I understand in the offseason you got to do what's best for you. I ain't saying I'm, I'm not against I'm not against transfers, but what I will say is during the season, things can be worked out, man. You got to be able to sit down and talk to people. Are you going to be doing that your whole life? Running away from stuff. So, not to get on that young man, but I just think Coach Nick, if he oversees the whole program, let somebody else call the play, uh, I think we can, we can have a better season next year. And we going to let Florida Gators in, in this part of the, the college uh, roundup. I guess I'm happy about the win. Um, like I said before, we, I was a little skittish about this game because I know uh, it's a rivalry game. You can uh, throw the records out the book. But you ain't just never talking about that game. You're talking about the last three games. You're trying to wrap them all together. I, 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 I understand that. No, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to bring it around. But just that last game, you know, it was, it was kind of like, you know, none of those players had beat Florida State. So, I thought going in that game, you know, maybe it was a mental thing, but I, I know Coach McCray told me at the game, he saw him, uh, he said they were focused, so um, they went out and showed him. What I was happy to see was uh, Felipe Franks. I, I think he's starting to grow into what he is. Um, I don't think he tries to do too much now, and I think that as due to coaching as well. Um, we lost, I think, uh, was it a Missouri game? Um, and we came back and I was like, oh, here we go again. But we finished up. We came back and beat South Carolina. Um, had a practice game the, the, week, the next week with Idaho. And so those last three games, I, I feel like he showed some improvement, uh, especially against Florida State. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't foresee him throwing three touchdowns. You know, be responsible for three touchdowns. And I, I, I think he, I think he, I think it's good for him that he had that game. Uh, at the end of the season, and I'm, I'm looking to see what you know these extra practices going to do, and, and whoever we get in the bowl to see you know how he progresses therefore. But I'm happy with uh, what Coach Mullen is doing. Um, I think he he sold, and the team bought in to what uh, they were saying. I think that's and with all the you know all the programs in the state of Florida. I think that's the major thing, and I think he's I, I want to say I, he's ahead of the he's ahead of the program right now. I think this was a, you know, I, and then go back to, I, it was a, I think we played some down here, but I think this is what Florida should do with the East. Uh, we did lose to Georgia, but, you know, I think, that, you know, they're, they're hitting their stride and they're, you know, trying to play for a championship this weekend. But I think we should go in, we shouldn't lose, you know, that Missouri game. Hopefully it was just a blip. For some reason, they have our number because I think we have a losing record since they uh, against them since they've been in the SEC. They um, came in pretty high. Yeah, they had, they had two decent teams those, in, uh, those first couple years. They had a good quarterback that first year. Excellent defense with those D linemen. Michael Sam, 
That's the team that's gonna beat Alabama. I like what Clemson's been doing, playing a whole lot of defensive linemen. They've got eight guys that they roll in there. They, they got do. those four that people know about. They got a whole nother line that play yep. a whole lot this season. I think the reserves have played more than Wilson's than they have. Well, they first, they a lot. Yeah, they, they're getting ready for the playoffs. I, I believe in Davos Sweeney. I think he's a great coach. Uh, he's a person that Mark Rick needs to uh, emulate and kind of trust his assistant. He's a fine up for a yeah, let the sisters do what they do. Cause the defense we got is good. Don't not to go back to Miami, but I really do think Clemson's gonna win the national championship this year. That's what I'm rooting for, at least. Cause I don't want to see uh, the uh, the Golden State Warriors in college football. I, I don't want to see. <laughs> Yo, roll tide. <laughs> 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 we got Harvey up back here. <laughs> Too hey, much of Well, look, again, we're coming to you guys from uh, Puma Cigar Bar and Lounge, and the background's going to be a little noisy because uh, we got some people that don't really know the ambiance of this place. But uh, bad with us. Like when a coach yelled at you, forget all the verbiage and, and, and get the message out of it. Get the message out of this podcast. And uh, we're going to come back to you soon with maybe a college football wrapper. But we haven't been together in a month. So we just got to get our bearings back up under. Everybody got to get on the same schedule. And we'll go from there. So, so look forward to something from, coming from us uh, next week, especially after the, all the bowls and stuff come out. We can talk about the matchups and, and go from there. But uh, this again, this is Coach Evans signing off. Follow me on Twitter at, at Coach Evans9. Uh, Coach Brandon Yeomans on Twitter, BSmooth48, Twitter and Instagram. Follow me. Coach Brandon McCray, uh, Coach McCray AVG on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it's Colson, uh, How Bottom on Twitter, H O U B O U T E M. How Bottom? How Bottom? <laughs> I love when you say that. Like again, I'm about the game. I'll let you in, you know, since you're the best team in the state right now. You and Uncle Phil. You gonna sing it for us? Sing it, sing it right now. Florida Gator song. Oh, it's great to be a Florida Gator. I say it's great to be a Florida Gator. We gonna end it on that right now.